Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great. Thanks for joining us for another episode. As you might know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we review a listener-submitted minute of content from a TV show, movie, or somewhere else on the internet, and we uh, we talk about it. John, what are we looking at today? All right. Today we're discussing a clip uh, from the movie The Irony of Fate, and this is supplied by Lucia Livick. Great. And this actually marks the first week of our annual pledge drive. No, not a hilarious fake ad about lemon pledge, which we could have done, but an earnest plea for your help. (laughs) The internet is full of unloved, abandoned minutes of footage from movies, TV shows, or somewhere else that aren't receiving the attention they deserve. Poor, abandoned minutes that need your help. So please... Give generously. Submit us all the minutes you can. Sad minutes. Silly minutes. What the fuck minutes. Help a minute in need. Today. You're in the arms of the angel. May you find some comfort here. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Paul, uh, what's our level of familiarity with the irony of fate? It's actually zero for me. I don't know if this is a TV show or a movie even or, or something else. John, do you have anything here? Uh, it. I'm pretty sure it's Russian language. As far as we can tell. Yes. Uh, That's about it. Okay, great. So (laughs) a quick intro to the scene then. Um, During this clip, there's a a blonde woman who's looking through some cabinets. She moves into another room to pick up what appears to be a knit dress, and then she walks back out into a a larger decorated area. It's decorated for Christmas, um, weirdly enough. And she appears to find a sleeping or dead man on a bed, and then she tries to wake him up. That is it. Okay. Well, um, John, I figure since it's our first Russian language clip, as far as we can tell, we and should our probably first do Christmas a script. Actually, true. Yeah. Yeah. Very appropriate. Two for one. We should probably do a script reading then. Okay. Let's do, let's do a script reading then, Paul. Okay. All right. I will be playing the piano the entire time. Excellent, and I will be a Russian woman. Good. All right. And scene. And scene.
All right. Excellent. So uh, I would like to say I had to phonetically uh, transcribe uh, what was going on in the scene. This did not have subtitles. Uh, and I had to phonetically read it in Russian, which <laughs> yes. we both know I don't speak. Yes. So it's it's sort of like a, a game of telephone with horrible, horrible interpretation of what what whatever Russian this woman was speaking. And and, and again, really, like I hmm. I am I'm like. 90% sure it's Russian, so it's probably some other Slavic language entirely. Say, if it's not even Russian, this is perfect. But we should be commended for doing such a thorough job. Oh, I yes. Think. I agree. <laughs> okay, John. Well, tell me, what is your initial response, then, to this uh, this clip that we've just seen? All right. So my initial response is, uh, I, th- I feel like this is the most real set for, for, for a movie like this, for some reason. Oh, interesting. Uh, because it does feel like everything is randomly and organically placed in a way that only the chaos of life could achieve. Like, this definitely feels like, oh, I just randomly put this pot down here. Uh, or how about, you know, having a bed in one room and then walking into a larger room with another bed? Yeah, I was wondering about that. I honestly can't tell if she's in someone's apartment or some sort of storage facility. Or, or yeah, someone absolutely. Deep- I even yeah. wrote that down, and then I think I deleted it. It was basically like, like, where is like, is this a house? Like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be mean to like, the, like, there is a window behind her, but it feels like this isn't a building with no windows or <laughs> no windows to the yeah. outside world. My my first thought, okay, so I, I watched this clip probably five times through, just trying to figure out where they are. Mm-hmm. First watch through, thought it was a storage unit. Second watch through. I saw there was a kitchen in the background, sort of behind a curtain slightly. Yeah. So I thought it was an apartment. Third watch through, I thought it was a basement apartment because there's not a lot of windows. But then fourth watch through, I saw the main window, which makes it clear it's not a basement apartment. Fifth watch through, I think someone is squatting and has turned something into an apartment that's not supposed to be an apartment. But I don't know what that means, really. Okay, so sixth idea... They're mm. actually very, very, very tiny people, like three inches tall, and this is like a oh. borrower situation. Like where Soviet all... borrowers. Yeah. So, like... Uh, just borrow the means of production. That would make it, you know, make more sense on why, you know, everything is just so... Like, what is it about it that makes it feel this way? Like, I can't express it. I'm having very, a lot of difficult. Is it the wallpaper? Is it the darkness of the scene? Let, let, let's start with the wallpaper, at least. So, on the walls, the, the wallpaper is mostly red, but with some white areas as well. It, it was a little bit grainy, but it sort of looked like images of Santa repeated again and again and again. <laughs> and I'm sure it's not. So I'm but, looking at it now, and the moment that you said it looks like images of Santa over and over again, it now, in my mind, it just is a bunch of Santas. Like, I, mm-hmm. I can absolutely see what you're saying. But, like, Santa drawn by uh, by Dr. Seuss, I think. Yeah, something, so I'm sure it's not actually Santa, but that's really what it looks like. So that's the first thing that throws me. Yes. Second uh, thing. Is the, the mm-hmm. other room that she's in seems to be painted black. <laughs> Yes, and there's not nearly enough lights on, even though there are many lamps in the room. Yeah, I like. I'm just imagining this woman being on set here, and there's probably like ten thousand lamps glowing out of here. But the camera is just probably not great enough to, you know, it probably needs like fifty more lamps to be able to get across. 
why is this why is the room painted black like it just makes it feel like yep. like a fallout shelter or maybe that's what it is it's just the black oh, wall could be could be that it is a fallout shelter we'll save that for the theories at the end portion there you go but that's, that's not, okay. the thing that throws me a little bit is the division of space wherever they are there's oh, yeah. a kitchen type area that we see in the distance that appears to be curtained off by a shower curtain so that's yeah. weird she is in a room where all the shelves are empty, so maybe the shelves are a barrier between this room and another one that we can't really see. Maybe. She goes into a second room where there's a ladder being used as shelves, which appears to be dividing a bedroom from another little living room type area, like the bed on the right and the couch on the left, I think. Yeah. And then she comes back, and they're in the Christmas room, which has another bed in it. Well, a Christmas room where the Christmas tree is on top of a table... That is set? Is the table set? Oh, I didn't notice if the table was set. So I'm at minute, uh, like second 19 or so. And it looks I don't like have it the, open anymore. It looks yeah. like there's something set on the table, but I can't tell if they're like cookies or or if they're like, this is a meal. Because that's going to go into what I think might uh, you know might be happening in this scene. Okay, but, um, plausible. I, did, I didn't notice that. But, yeah. Yeah. But again, the Christmas tree, which which is a smaller Christmas tree, but it seems to be on top of something. I would like to say that there's also like a globe, a guitar, a radio, a bunch of randomly placed posters in no artistic arrangement, uh, mm-hmm. piles of things that look like books, or just maybe shelves that look like books, but are also just laying in stacks on the floor. Uh, clothes are placed over a lot of different objects. There's some like sheer gauze draped over a uh dresser with a phone a red phone on top which is on top of what looks like either a newspaper or maybe a doily which also has a box sitting next to it which has a tea kettle on top which is also next to another cabinet that seems to have uh a basket with tea cloths in it I, like it just feels like like they just went into somebody's apartment and like and they were like oh crap i didn't know that it you know, we were filming on Tuesday. I thought it was. I thought it was next <laughs> Tuesday that we were filming, and so they just end up using the set anyway. Um, it, I think you're right. It does make it feel very real, but it also makes it very confusing. It does. Uh, I do like the little room where she picks up her knit dress, though. Like, yeah, let, let's talk like about a, that dress too. Yeah, I'm thinking it's a sewing room, right, or something like that. I mean, there's a sewing machine, there, and then there's there is like a, a, a dummy, machine, yeah, like a, a a dress form in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which also makes it feel like a basement, because that's where dress forms belong, is in your creepy basement. As is my understanding. Have you ever known anyone to knit a dress, John? Um, See, I'm not sure if it is a knit dress or if, like, it's just the television effect. But, yeah, you can knit a dress. You can have a mm. knitted dress. Uh, Now that I'm looking at it again, it actually looks like it may, may be made out of another material. Oh, like, that's uh, less funny. Yeah. Sorry. The comedic what the, what is it knitted dresses are the most are the most comedic dresses or I can't think of it. okay let's stop and think for a second is there a funnier kind of dress than one that has been knitted well i i just think of like ridiculous like red carpet dresses like like a swan dress okay i was thinking a woven dress like a serape but in a dress form mm. it's pretty funny that would be kind of funny, especially if it's made out of like used T-shirts. Ooh, do you want yeah. to make serapes next week? <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, I'll schedule that in. Okay, excellent. Okay, so the, the dress 
weirdly looks like it would fit her perfectly, which raises the question for me. Is this her apartment? I mean, it's gotta be, right? Like, I I think, I think that this is her apartment. <laughs> I don't know why she's surprised to find this guy there, though. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't feel like something that's like, he obviously didn't sneak in. Like, she right. seems to have been in this space already. Uh, and then she even gives this sort of, like, coy look at the beginning, at, like, the two-second mark, where she's, like, almost looking towards where he is but yeah. uh, as she, like, closes the cabinet and then walks off. So she might even know that he's there. Is the thing that she's surprised about that he's there or that he's sleeping or dead? That's going to factor heavily into my theory later, so I don't want to say it now. Okay. But it, it is a good question. All right. So the other thing is is that her hair is awesome, right? Like, it's, it's like, very 1970s-ish. I was going to say 70s. Yeah, it's yeah. very... It, it looks firm, like it's not going to go out of its shape. Yeah. No, it's definitely been sprayed with something industrial. Yeah. But it's mm. it's pretty cool. Uh, and she's definitely wearing bell bottoms of some variety, right? Yeah, it was probably the seventies. Yeah. Then, well, John, one thing that really threw me in this clip uh-huh. is so she starts off essentially in the Christmas room, but we don't see that it's the Christmas room. Yeah. And she goes into this other room, and when we come back, this room is so Christmassy <laughs> that at first I thought someone had decorated it while she was gone, and that's what shocked her. Like it's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, because I thought there's no way in the previous clip we could have seen none of the Christmasing. That's absolutely true. Because it's so intensely decorated, it really threw me. Again, first watch through, I thought, is this a sci-fi show where she's <laughs> transported to Christmas? Or and did like... that kill this guy? I don't know. <laughs> or maybe he is like the... Maybe this is that he's the physical embodiment of Christmas. And he's just been randomly teleported there. But he's also dead. with Christmas. Maybe. So, like, you know, on this day, this man appears, and this is going to be, like, a little romantic jaunt between them before he has to disappear again for another year. Except that he may be dead. Yeah, except for the fact that he absolutely may be dead. <laughs> um, so, let's get to that. So, like, her reaction to him is then to stare at him for 20 seconds. Sure. Tap his knee and say, hey, and then stare at him for another 20 seconds. And I want to say, he moves a lot after she hits his knee. Like, his whole body wiggles, which I thought meant he, at first he was just sleeping and he was, like, waking up. Oh. But then, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing is, is that, for, like, this entire time, the cinematographer seems to love to keep her within, like, the uh, center, the sort of center frame, uh, her eye center frame, and then just, like, looking at reaction shots of her. Like, just her face taking up, uh, you know, what, like, uh, three-fifths of the, the frame. Mm-hmm. And it's just her sort of either pointing daggers or staring confusedly at him. I'm not really sure what she's doing, I, but there's just a lot of, a lot of, mm-hmm. as I scrub through this video, it's just a lot of her face looking. There's definitely the right. a lot of it. John, John, I think she also, in addition to shaking his knee, nearly picked him up bodily from the bed though oh yes that is that is the next reaction she she like i thought that must mean she's incredibly strong oh 
Are we talking like million dollar woman or billion? What I forget what it was. At least ten thousand. At least ten thousand, and it would be rubles. Ten thousand ruble woman. Um, let's do a quick math on that, John. What is that in current (laughs) U.S. dollars? Uh, it's probably a lot more than uh it should be. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, Yeah, I've. (laughs) We're getting a little too worldly for ourselves, Paul. Uh, that's true. We're we're a simple folk, but I think you're right about the cinematography as well. There is a lot of her face in it. Yes, and and so that kind of makes me feel like it's TV. I don't know why, mm. but it does make oh, me maybe feel a soap opera. Like it's yeah, not necessarily soap opera, but like drama, TV drama. Like I feel mm. like a, a lot of um, a lot of made-for-TV movies and stuff like that have this sort of look to it. Uh, maybe the soviet lifetime equivalent yeah where like uh it's just because like it costs a lot to shoot like i don't know it like like it, the scenes and stuff like that a whole frame shot of like the entire scene it does make it look like a death basement bat- bathroom <laughs> <laughs> and and so like maybe they just wanted to avoid you thinking about that and instead focus on her like confusion over this man in her bed um, could be sh- yeah. Hmm. The next thing I want to talk about, Paul, is is this a bed? Because I was also confused yeah. that at the beginning in the other one, uh, in the other bedroom, there also seems to be a bed, or the other room there seems to be a bed, but it also is about like the size of half of a bed. <laughs> uh, my my theory is that they are both day beds. Are you familiar with the day bed furniture? Uh, is it like for vampires? No, it, it's sort of like if you took a bed and made it halfway to a couch the sort of thing that in the spare bedroom if it was also your living room okay you would put some pillows on and it would almost work as a couch ah that's what i think they are a lot of like multi-use furniture in here the same way the ladder is also a shelf it's true the ladder is a shelf is okay so that's my question now is that a ladder or a shelf in this other room I think it's actually a shelf. It looks kind of like a, a somewhat modern shelf that you uh, might buy at like your home goods store that actually is made to look like a ladder but costs $900. Yeah, but it does look like... A, I, I guess I'm just like... Maybe it's because I haven't watched like VHS quality video in quite some time. I'm just not used mm. to trying to interpret what the world looks like this way. No, that's uh, fair. I feel like it is sort of a skill that one can can lose hand in. Well, and it's been several years since we tried it, but John, I, I have one last question. All right. How many refrigerators did you count in this clip? <laughs> All right, so I think there's two at least, because uh, there's the one in the in the kitchen area, right? Right. And then there also seems to be a completely different one in that the we bedroom. See the back of. In the in. Yeah, that we see the back of, not in the bedroom, in the living room where the guy is sleeping or whatever, along with, like, all of the knickknacks and all of the pitchers and jars and... I'm glad that you thought there were two refrigerators as well, (laughs) which raises some questions for me, but I think the answer is that there's two beds and two refrigerators because someone has drawn a chalk line down the middle of the small (laughs) apartment, and they've just got separate stuff. Does that mean that she's breaking the rule when she comes over to tap his... To tap, tap, uh, tap him awake. I don't know. I haven't read the terms of their um, roommate agreement. Okay. But so you think this I is some sort you're of like to tap in the case of murder or a looking dead? Yeah. You think this is some sort of like buddy comedy then, like a, or an odd couple type comedy? I don't really think so. But we can actually 
swing back around to that. Do you have anything else you want to talk about in the clip? No, I mean, just like, I, I just wish I could get across just how tchotchke-ish all this stuff is. Like, Is tchotchke a Russian word? Uh, Maybe? Possibly. That could check out. Yeah. But you're right, it is very tchotchkish. Tchotchkish. It's well tchotchkied. <laughs> Bachotchkid. Well bachotchkid, yes, excellent. All right, John, well, how do you think we got to this clip then, and what do you think happens next? <clears throat> All right, so I think that... Uh... <laughs> I'm I'm afraid that I have a very normal sort of idea, and I can't stop thinking about it because I think it's probably what it is. I've never again I've never seen this movie before, but this seems too normal of a thing for me not to. I think he came, and uh, I think he came to visit her, sat down okay. on the couch, and like promised a nice evening of like whining and dining, and then oh, okay. she comes out after grabbing her dress. And uh, finds him asleep on the on the daybed, I guess, uh, and then gets pissed off because he promised uh, oh, to spend time with her. So that's okay, what. So, so, so John, is your I theory then that that he fell asleep very quickly? Like she turned to go get a thing out of the cabinet and Basically. go, and then oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like 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 that's what she's surprised about. I think I think she's surprised that he's asleep. That uh, is very plausible. And and. I don't know why I think this. I think I might have seen it before in something else. Like, like uh, you know, uh, you leave the room, you're excited about going and doing something, and then you come back in, and then you know they're asleep on the couch, or or they're asleep doing something else, or they're they're yeah, already I think preoccupied a, with something else. It's a fairly common trope, I think. That's very plausible. Yeah. How about you, Paul? What do you think happened in the scene? Well, I think that this is actually a Soviet film about the dangers of burglary. <laughs> I think that this woman has broken into what she thought was an abandoned apartment. Okay. And is rummaging around. That's why she's looking in those um, cabinets at the start. Uh-huh. She's looking around, goes into the bedroom. Fi- well, the bedroom. I'm doing air quotes. You can't yeah. see it. It's good podcasting. Yep. Um, picks up this dress, thinks it'll fit her, brings it back into the other room to see it in the better light, and then just finds a dead guy. Ooh. So she's just trying to come in and rob it, and now she's trying to decide, okay, this guy looks like he might be dead. What do I do about it? That is a much better like narrative than what I came up with. I I want to I want to watch that movie, Paul. I would rather watch mine than yours, I think, but yeah. I think yours is more likely to be correct. That's a bummer. Well, a little Thanks, bit. Thanks, twenty seventeen. Basically, so do do we have a coherent summary of the show? Then I think mine is that it is a movie about the dangers of burglary. Uh huh. And mine is about uh. I don't know, a couple just trying to make their way in the world uh, and, you know, work out a good work-life balance. Well, either one is weirdly plausible because, <laughs> as always, we know nothing about no. what's going on here. No, uh, even the dialogue in the scene, we have no idea what it said, so... Zero percent. So, John, does that mean we can recommend this show or movie or whatever it is or not? Uh, I kind, I'm kind of interested, actually, because, like... Like, frankly, like, this is one of the reasons I, like, thought this would be a cool idea for a podcast in general, is, like, mm-hmm. randomly being sent, uh, you know, media and stuff from, uh, you know, places or cultures or things that, that, you know, parts of the internet maybe even, like, that I don't even know about or have any sort of understanding of, and, uh, like, the, the, the medium of this feels like 
TV movie, but like, I, I, I still have a lot of questions and I'm interested. So I, I mean, I'd want to watch it. I don't know if I can recommend it to other people. There's nothing about this that says like, man, get in here. Look at this minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I'm strangely compelled to say, I want to see more about uh, more of this. You know, I think I actually agree. It's sort of the opposite of my normal response of yeah. no to the show, but yes to the minute. I want to yeah. say, no, you don't need to watch this minute, but whatever this is, I'd kind of like to see some more of it. Yeah. Maybe we have some sort of weird, like, 1960s movie bias to us. Do you particularly it's like possible. 1960s movies? Well, we, we have been watching a lot of old movies recently, doing our whole, um, like, classic films and cocktails thing. Oh, so I've been coming around a little bit. Okay. Huh. Cool. That sounds right, we'll fun. To... It, it is fun. It's not as much fun as uh, weaving those serapes is going to be, though. <laughs> no. Serapes and sangria? Is that racist? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what a serape is. So. <laughs> <laughs> Big reveal at the end of the episode. Well, John, thank you, as always, for co-hosting with me. Of course, uh, A big thanks to Lucia, not only for submitting this clip, but also for pre-editing it, so it was exactly one minute long. It was. Um, a note to everybody else, if you're willing to do that, you can also control whether or not we try to put subtitles on it, or accidentally watch an oh, extra second or two. That's so she true. Is, she has really controlled the hot nonsense that we're watching <laughs> to the highest level we've ever seen. Yes. Controlled hot nonsense, that's what you come here for. No follow-up to that, so I will okay. just say, if you want to support the podcast, you can review us on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. You can recommend your own minutes, and you can reach out to us at theminutepodcast at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at MinutePod, or find us on Facebook. This episode was hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, with production by John Ward and theme music by Paul Reberg. Thanks for joining us, guys, and we hope to see you next week. Good night. Holy crap, you made it to the end, we'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.